LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Hey, before we jump into Ask Me Anything for today, I want to tell you something that might interest some of you. We know we have a lot of you that are in new churches or church planners, and you're listening to this and launching a new church or campus. That's exciting work. I've been a part of it several times myself, but it can also be hard work. And the details can quickly become overwhelming. Getting incorporated, for example, how to build a launch team, how to coach them through tough times, how to find a location, how to market the launch. There are so many different things to do. When you partner with Portable Church, they help you navigate all of the gear that you'll need so that you don't have to get bogged down with the logistical details or to deal with bad systems and the the bad effects of those. They're going to free you up to focus on what God called you to do as the pastor, which is to put forward the mission and to steward the moment of pastoring his people. They exist to serve pastors. And so if you are in a place where this might be helpful for you, I would encourage you to go to portablechurch.com slash lifeway and check out what they offer. And now I hope you enjoy. Ask me anything. Hey everybody, welcome to Ask Me Anything. My name is Matt Love. I'm here with J.D. Greer. Appropriately six feet apart. Yes, appropriately. We're doing a lot of social distancing right now, you can't tell. but uh, <laughs> Now, J.D., we got a question today that, I, as I was reading, it's pretty interesting. So we actually asked this question on our assessment for church planners uh, for Summit. So wow. if you're a church planner, you should be paying attention to this. So we okay. actually asked them how they would respond to this question. So, J.D., if someone after service comes up to you and says, I don't feel like God hears my prayers. I don't feel like God is responding to my prayers. JD, how do you how do you answer that? Well, so first of all, are you evaluating me like, will I lose my job if I don't answer this to your satisfaction? You might not be able to plan a church. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys have some high standards for our church planners, and I love it. But Matt, let me actually just tell you, I actually get asked this question a lot. There's a, a person in, in my life who's a new believer, and she's very intelligent and growing very quickly, but she says this is one of the big things for her. She says sometimes I just feel like, when I'm talking, heaven's not listening. It's a very, very common thing, and a lot of Christians deal with it. Let me tell you a couple of wrong answers I've heard, very spiritual but wrong answers. Sometimes people will say, well, you know, God doesn't actually, God doesn't change his mind based on your prayers. He doesn't do anything. Prayer exists to change you, as if it's like an hour for you to you know, get quiet and have your heart realigned. And I mean, there's a lot of that happening, but um, C.S. Lewis, uh, the, the movie The Shadowlands, which I don't know if this moment I'm gonna tell you about actually happened, but it was in the movie. <laughs> but you know, it's it's uh his his wife, Joy Davidman, sees C. S. Lewis after they get married, because they get married in an older age and and uh he gets down on his knees to pray and she's like, You don't actually think that what you're doing there is actually gonna make God cause God to do something and Lewis kinda ponderously looks off into the distance like you imagine he would and he says, Well, no, prayer doesn't change God. It it changes me though. And, you know, we all kind of grunt like, yeah, that's, yes, that sounds good, so spiritual. Good. You know, prayer changes me. But that's just not what the Bible says. The Bible says that when we pray, God does things that we are to assume God otherwise would not have done. And I, I realize I'm on some thin ice here when it comes to sovereignty because God doesn't actually like, God doesn't hear a better argument and say, wow, I hadn't really thought about that. I'll, I'll do that. But what it shows you is that, that there are certain things that happen only in response to prayer. Um, God doesn't say, you know, ask 
and you'll be changed for the asking. Knock, and you'll be better off as a person for having knocked. The the idea is that you're you're asking repeatedly, you're knocking, and God is responding. A, a kind of a, a related thing to that is people say, well, if God's you know if God really is sovereign over everything, and He knows the end from the beginning, and uh, you know He 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 doesn't change, then then what are my prayers doing? Is it all you know, if it's predestined, then why am I I praying? But God, Bible never talks about God's sovereignty in those terms either. I mean, you know, in the Old Testament, you have uh, you have Abraham essentially looks like he's negotiating with God. Well, God, what about this? Well, you know, can we do this? And and it's just it's all presented the, the, the parables that Jesus tells about the you know the man who goes to his neighbor at night and 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 says, "I need bread." He has to go and ask repeatedly. The older widow woman who needs justice from a judge. It's her repeated going back to him that eventually, eventually, this you know judge who represents God eventually hears her. We never use the ideas of God's sovereignty to um, lessen the fact that that things happen because of our prayers. One of my favorite little quotes on this is A.A. Uh, a. Hodge, an old Princeton theologian. He used to say, you know, does God know the day that you'll die? Well, yes. Right. Is he appointed that day? Yes. Can anything you do change God's sovereign appointment? No. Well, then why do you why do you eat? Well, to, to live. What happens if you don't eat? Then you die. Well, if you don't eat and then you die, would that be the day that God had preordained for you to die? And A. A. Hodge's response was, stop asking stupid questions and just eat, because eating is the preordained way that God is set for living. In the same way, prayer is the preordained way that God is set for for accomplishing his will. So don't retreat into one of the spiritual-sounding answers that's just not biblical. So those are, yeah, maybe some of the the flaws or some things we kind of, because I've definitely heard both of those a lot. Um, (laughs) So what are some things that you would maybe recommend instead? Um, the question is, have you given those counts, pieces of counsel at any point? Uh, no comment. No comment. Yeah, yeah. Well, first, I just want to, again, assure people, this is something a lot of great saints throughout history. So don't feel like you're unique when you ask that. A lot of our Bible heroes ask this. I mean, Job is a great example, most righteous man of his generation. And and this was his heart cries, God, why aren't you listening? If you're going to read, honestly, the Psalms, you're going to find a disturbing amount of them where the psalmist is like, the door's locked. Heaven's closed. Why aren't you listening to me? Some of them resolve by the end of the psalm. Some of them are like, you know, and then I realized, and some of them, are, one of them, one, I think it's like Psalm 89 is like, God, you have turned your back on me and you're no longer listening. And then it just ends. I'm like, who's saying that in church? You know, it's like, like, it's like when you uh, watch like a really, like a scary movie and you have to watch like a sitcom afterwards. It's like, yeah. all right, let me go find like a really nice, like pleasant psalm. Let me just to read, of... write something that about shepherds and sheep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of them dealt with that. It's it's a persistent kind of thing. So don't feel like you know, don't feel like you're alone. Um, realize that the Bible does teach that persistent prayer is something that God uses. And I don't know if I can explain that to you because I'm kind of like, well, if it's His will, why didn't He give it to you the first time you asked for it? But there's some things Jesus teaches only happens through persistent prayer. I will say, having personally dealt with this in a number of issues, praying for things, there is an element where persistent prayer does change you. You know, and to go, you know, not to contradict what I said before, but just that that process of asking, God is is using that process of waiting to change you. Um, recently, God has been using in my life Lamentations three, where it says, "It is good, it is good for a man to sit and wait on God." That just that posture of waiting, and God, I'm desperate for you, and I'm even fasting because I'm wanting to say, I, I know that I need your help. That 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 is is good for us because it it. It helps teach us humility. It helps build our confidence in God, helps kind of purify us to, to make us love the things that we should really love and, and, and be able to say, God, it's, it's your kingdom come, not, not necessarily what I want. The other thing I would say when people say this is like, well, you don't really know all that God is doing or the ways that he's answering your prayer. Uh, I love how John Piper says it. He says, at any given moment, God is doing at least 10,000 things in your life, and you're only aware of at most three of them. 
which means 9,997 of the things God's doing you don't know anything about. So God might be answering that prayer just in, in ways that you're not aware of. Uh, you know, I've heard it described before like uh, the God's work in history described like a tapestry. You know, a tapestry, if you go into one of these medieval castles, you see these beautiful, this not a medieval castle, a castle but Biltmore, um, mm, the Biltmore yeah. Mansion in, in Asheville. It's beautiful tapestries, like size of a wall, and they're just like no thread is out of place. But if they ever show you the backside of it, which one of the guides did one time, it looks like this chaotic, jumbled mess. And our lives right now feel like that, like this, these you know, strings are going everywhere, and there's no rhyme or reason. But, you know, all of a sudden one day God's going to flip over like the tapestry of our lives. And we're going to see that, that it was formed this beautiful picture of Christ and not one thread was out of place. And so you got to realize that sometimes God is answering that prayer, just not necessarily in the way or the timing that you, you realize, uh, you know, it, it's going to happen because he's doing these beautiful, these beautiful things. Sometimes, you know, part of our posture of prayer is God, I want your will to be prayed. And so we're saying, maybe you're going to say no to this because you have a better plan. Maybe you're going to say, wait, and maybe you're going to give the answer, but I know that you're listening to the prayer. I know that you're going to answer it. Not one of them is ever wasted. God uses them, them all. Sometimes he'll overrule your request for a better one. I say this kind of tongue in cheek, but you know, I prayed a lot of prayers for girls to fall in love with me when I was single. <laughs> and I'm glad that God said no to all of them, <laughs> except for the one that uh, is named Veronica, who's now my wife. There's a verse, Matt, I was thinking about just as you were saying that the spirit intercedes for us. And that means that sometimes God's like the spirits inside me and the spirit probably is saying, Heavenly Father, please don't listen to the words coming out of Jay-Z's mouth because they will not help him or anybody. But here's how you're going to unfold your will in his life in this beautiful way. And so I know that God is answering prayer even when I have to wait. And so, yeah, he promises and his resurrection proves that he's, he's going to keep his word. I think that's really good. Just that reminder, God's always answering. It's not always the answer we're looking for, the answer we expect, but he's always answering. And again, even just like what you're saying, like we see it in the Psalms, God definitely wants to hear from us and hear our questions and, our, and all the things we're thinking. And so just even if we don't get those questions answered the way we expect, He's engaged. He loves us. And yeah. Cross proves that. I think that's great. Yeah, it's a great question and a, a deep soul question. Well, we're really glad you guys were listening. And uh, we would just really recommend if you like this podcast, you enjoy listening to this, we would just ask that you go ahead and subscribe. We want you to get these podcasts as soon as they come out. So go ahead and hit the subscribe button. And also, would love it if you would rate us, review us. Yeah. Um, is always great. And yeah, it uh, helps us to, to know what's helpful, communicate with us. It helps us to know what questions you guys are asking. And so we would love it if you guys would do that. And we look forward to seeing you next time on Ask Me Anything. Thank you.